Worcestershire sauce, known for flavor, famous for pronunciation. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why Worcestershire sauce is secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone because we're doing a condiment today, and I have brought back two wonderful returning guests, David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman. You may remember them from the ketchup episode or the mayonnaise episode or other episodes, too. We decided to come back together for Worcestershire sauce. Dave and Tom do comedy, podcasting, live streaming, so much more under the Patreon name Gamefully Unemployed. You know, like Gamefully, but Gamefully Unemployed. Also, Tom runs the Weird History YouTube channel, which is a great channel from Ranker. Dave is a writer of films and writer of scripts for the Fantastic Some More News YouTube channel. I'm so glad Tom and Dave are back, especially because they were on the catch-up episode of this podcast and the mayonnaise episode of this podcast, which dovetails pretty neatly with this topic. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes and used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples. Acknowledge Dave and Tom each recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino or Tongva and Keech and Chumash peoples. And acknowledge that in all of our locations, native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode. And today's episode is about Worcestershire sauce, or as I understood it to be pronounced as a kid, Worcestershire sauce, which is not it, but that's it's okay. Worcestershire sauce is the top patron-chosen topic for this month. There's three patron-chosen topics every month. Go to sifpod.fun if you want to get involved. Thank you to patron Garrett Cooper for that suggestion. Also, patron Succugus and many other listeners for cheering it on. It's swept through the poll, and I can see why. It's a thing people have heard of. It's a thing I knew nothing about until researching this. Also, in case you know truly nothing about it, Worcestershire sauce is a condiment, and it's a brown, thin sauce. Sometimes it's a marinade, too. And the main top brand of it in the world, it's a brand called Lee and Perrins. That's two last names. L-E-A is Lee, and then Perrins, P-E-R-R-I-N-S. They're the main makers of this, and beyond that, people don't know much more. So let's get into more. Please sit back or gather your many meats. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. So ready, so ready to go. Yeah, yeah Dave, Tom, we are back for condiments. We're doing. This is a thrill to me. I'm condiments. so happy. Uh, condiments. <laughs> stuff you put on other stuff. Yeah, making it taste good. <laughs> <laughs> like there's an air horn for it. <laughs>
but it yeah. makes a huge mess. Like, it's like, like, it's just, it's the best man. They're the best. Yeah. Honestly, it's food lubricant. It's one of the best things we've ever invented as uh, a, a race of creatures. Right. You need to eat healthy. You, you soak that rice cake in some condiments and then you you're, lubricate you're healthy. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's food lubricant. Yeah. What if absolutely everything tasted like a better tasting liquid? Exactly. Yeah. I think that's just a good idea. Or yeah. a better tasting salad. I've, There's all kinds of ways to go. I'm, mm-hmm. it's, I'm dedicating uh, the back half of my life to just finding out how many things I can make taste like ranch dressing. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. It it's everything. Out. It's literally everything, you guys. Yeah. It's a whole new world. I'm like Jasmine on the magic carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My world has suddenly been expanded. You're making a nice tea, <laughs> making a nice tea, squirt a little ranch in there, mm-hmm. yep. mix it around. You got yourself a ranch iced tea. What do you think makes Lipton brisk brisk? Exactly. A little dollop of ranch. Yeah. That's ranch, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's that cool ranch. The, the, the briskness of cool ranch. I guess we're talking about the field of the topic. Then normally we start with how we feel about the specific topic, but I want to start with one of the stats and numbers immediately, and then we'll talk about our specific relationship to this. But stats and numbers always has a segment name and title this week that is called, we're doing the stats time numbers. We're talking about stats and numbers and don't it feel good? Oh, man, I was Beautiful. about to join in with talking about stats, but it's not the lyrics. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to join in when we don't know the yeah. lyrics, but we love the song. I tried to anticipate it. To yeah. Just yeah. Coast, coasting on your enthusiasm, but it, <laughs> I held my tongue, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> and, uh, and that name that was submitted by Adam Birch. Thank you, Adam. Thank Has you. Has a new name for this segment every week. Please make him as silly and wacky and bad as possible. Submit to SipPod on Twitter or to sifpot at gmail.com. But the preliminary number for this specific topic is two, because two is the rough number of correct pronunciations of the name Worcestershire sauce. Ah. I, I have spent a lot of time trying to get this right before the taping, and I think I'm doing it right. Well, it's, it, was, it's, it was a real hill to climb going into this one. Here's, boy, oh boy. I, I, have, I have something I need to say at the top of this, too. I am from Massachusetts, uh, where we have Worcester. Mm-hmm. Worcester, yeah, Mass., which you know if someone's not from there, where they call it Worcester, because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> But Worcester yeah, sounds Worcester. like yeah, that sounds like a dope like Wow clan. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, similarly, where I grew up in Virginia, and it's actually where uh, my wife is from, a place called Gloucester, which is spelled like Worcester. Worcester. So, right. Like yeah. Gloucestershire. I, I know that's how to say that. So yeah, Worcestershire. It's, it's the old New England technique of just taking towns from England. And doing them again. That's like uh, <laughs> most towns on hence, the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. hence New England. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really gave up on that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I Virginia mean, why is just the... like, who's the queen? I don't know, Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. It was like the Virgin Queen. That's right. It was something to do with the queen. I don't know. It's English. Right. It's all English. It's all. Yeah. So, <laughs> so right. back. So it's, it's Worcestershire. Yeah, it's and it's there's really just kind of one way to pronounce it. The only difference is whether you have like a British accent or an American accent, 
basically. Right. Like, it's how you say all your stuff can vary this. But the British pronunciation, and, and this all comes from these towns, Worcester, England, Worcester, Massachusetts has the same name. Uh, if yep. you're American, it sounds like Worcestershire, because we tend to say the R at the end of words. And then the more British version is more like Worcestershire, you know, like, yeah. it, like the ending changes slightly depending on British or American. But otherwise, like, even though it's spelled like it should be like Worcestershire sauce, I would think. Uh, that, nope. Reading that, wrong. I mean, reading this if, word as a kid is mind blowing. You're like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> right. if you, I mean, if you're from Worcester, Mass, you're going to call it Worcester. You're going to say Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say that still sounds New England. Worcestershire. Worcester. Yeah, Boston is a little British on this. Yeah, like it's it's very. That's good. He doesn't even know how to say Worcester. Yeah, <laughs> I, I figured Dave would have, in particular, experience with this bizarre way of speaking, but especially like being yep. away from the former New England, former thirteen colonies, growing up, I I really didn't experience this way of talking for a while. Really, it was a really hard sauce to say. I don't think I was ever asked to say it, but boy, oh boy. It's it's a very adult condiment because it's it's <laughs> yeah. a it's a flavor that's like super challenging and so when you're like a kid and you're still kind of like forming your your palate and stuff it's like way too complicated for little kids so I don't think a single child likes Worcestershire sauce. Oh yeah. And then they also the second layer of gatekeeping is that name. You're just like I don't even know how to say that. So this <laughs> is not for kids. No kids allowed. It might as yeah. well be booze. Like. I was about to say, it's the bourbon of condiments. Yeah. Because exactly. it's like, it's really inaccessible uh, for a while. And it's got that wonderful bite. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. I love it. And maybe, You're not a child, Dave. That's true. <laughs> it's been some time. I'm a child at heart, Tom. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Worcester, yeah, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, famously known for uh, Tollbooth Willie, right? The Adam Sandler uh, <laughs> sketch of Tollbooth Willie. I don't know that's, it, so this is really fun. <laughs> oh, it's from one of his albums. It starts yeah. with him going, welcome to Worcester. Dollar oh. twenty five, please. Yeah, it's 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 you know the famous Tollbooth Willie we all know and love, uh, Worcester. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for pop culture, so. Yeah. It's about the beginning Done. and end of Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> Mass. And that one, the town and what we're saying about the flavor, that covers us at least partly for, yeah, what's our relationship to it? What's our opinion of it? I I needed to buy a bottle of it like today to try it for, I think, the first time. It, it might have been wow. like mixed into sauces I've had or something or marinades I've had, but I have never tried to have this condiment until <laughs> until making this podcast. That's how you know how serious it is, right? Like they wouldn't like restaurants and stuff mix ketchup and mayonnaise all the time, and it's like whatever. But they wouldn't yeah. dare with Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, I I actually legit question because I've had I've had Worcestershire, mm -hmm. but like it tends to be in a sauce that I'm making as an ingredient, and I'll, I'll like have a little while I'm cooking because it's like mm, that bite. But like, what is there anything we you just put this on without anything else i got the main kind i think but it was so runny it didn't really make sense for like dipping stuff so much it's sort of like steak sauce that way so you just dip steak in it and that's it yeah it's like soy but sauce it, yeah and the yeah. bottle was like full of propaganda about how worcestershire sauce <laughs> has way less sodium than soy sauce that was mm. that seems to be their competitor from my research and also <laughs> the experience of ali and perrin's bottle that i got in brooklyn that's <laughs> Wow, that's wild to me because 
soy sauce and Worcestershire, like, very different. Yeah, very different. Very different. I don't see them as interchangeable at all. No, but, like, just citing the two, like, the bottles look very similar, especially if you're getting Lee and Perrin specifically. It looks, like, exactly like a bottle of soy sauce. It does. So maybe yeah. that's, like, it'd be funny if their entire story behind the competition between the two is just that they get mistaken for each other because they're in similar bottles. Right. And they're like, I'm not changing my bottle. And they're like, well, I'm not changing my bottle either. So I feel like, I feel like there was there. a similar battle. Yeah. In the mayonnaise episode, right? It was something about like the fake mayonnaise. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the, oh, the, yeah. The, the, two, the two types of vegan mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was so fun. Or like, it, yeah, just mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, how did you like it? I, the, it's like you guys said about it being a bourbon or being not for kids like i enjoyed it as a thing to dip a little bit of sausage in i because i read that it's mainly for meats and fishes and stuff so i was like okay i'll try this bit of sausage and it was good and i think if i had had it even like three or four years ago i might not have been advanced enough to enjoy it wow. <laughs> like like because i'm not very into a vinegary flavor but it reminds me mm. of some like fish sauces i've had now and i also was and still kind of am very picky so like you know it's it's a hard ramp for the sauce to go up but it went up the ramp i was into it interesting so you never did like vinegar on fries when i when i was briefly in the uk i would like order fish and chips at a chip shop and they would try to throw vinegar on it without me asking them to and i would basically like throw my body across the counter trying Ooh, to stop them. Bastards. i would be like no oh. no 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 <laughs> slap that <laughs> out that was my favorite yeah in yeah. london they sell it in like, like a cone. poisoned goblet <laughs> sorry <laughs> no in london they do like a cone of chips and it'd just be soaked in it and you'd have oh, a yeah. little yeah. wooden fork and it was delicious uh, yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry you can't experience that yeah, people who like salt and vinegar chips and stuff, or or like Carolina barbecue is very vinegary. vinegary. Like I know there's a whole vinegar mm-hmm. scene, and it's not for me. I'm not into it. It's incorrect. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with oh, it. I Thank love you. it. Yeah, do not agree with the vinegar scene. It's like no, you're all wrong. Fan. All these people are like the salt and vinegar is my favorite chip. No, it's not. You're you're doing this on. This is like Thank a put on. Yeah. you are you are <laughs> forcing this to be your personality, and I do not believe you. Yeah, it's so good. If I don't I've had believe. A big meal, I do not believe you. Have a big meal. I'll do a few shots of apple cider vinegar. That, <laughs> Calms the tummy. I've seen him do it. That's that's true. At least, yeah, it's delicious. It's, that's Dave committing to the vinegar bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I used to like if I have vinegar in a salad or something. Yeah, I'll drink the vinegar afterwards. What? Um, that that like gag revulsion it gives i love it it's like drinking a shot of whiskey like it's just like this mm, bite i love it yeah dave i think i underappreciated something you said earlier did you say that when you're cooking sometimes you'll have a little bit of worcestershire sauce just as like like straight up yeah yeah i'm really taking that in now wow it's good. Yeah, really, it's really fascinating. <laughs> it's it's really a probes. It's, Dave, it's really take good. Take nips of the Worcestershire sauce like it's cooking <laughs> sherry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think but, I'm but, alone I mean, we, here. We were we were we were comparing it to like the adult beverage of sauces, so that's like very fitting. If you were sitting there making like whiskey or like putting uh, whatever you use, uh, whatever recipe you use, like whiskey or bourbon in, it's like you know, take a little shot of it while you're cooking. Exactly. And now yeah. that I've quit drinking, like it is like I don't get to uh drink revolting things anymore. Like poison <laughs> things that my body are like, Are you you're trying to kill me right now? So it it's nice to have a little shot every now and then of vinegar. 
uh yeah or wow. worcestershire sauce like it's uh yeah that's i mean yeah, it takes me sense. back i don't know that vinegar is technically not poison hmm. it's they're both the kind of thing that if you drink you think you've uh ingested something that went bad right like yeah. you think oh do, do i have botulism now you know like it, there's this burn to them that make them so unique yeah, and there's fermentation with the sauce, as we'll we'll talk about a little later. Like, yeah, it, it does. It, it's a complex thing that is like not necessarily something your body wants, but it mm-hmm. it does because your mind says yes. You know, like great. Yeah, my mouth is. It's been watering this whole time. Like I am. <laughs> at, when, when seriously, yeah. when we're done, guess what I'm doing? You know. Ooh yeah. I'm I'm gonna cocktail yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ingredients, I think we can get into the rest of the numbers because one of them is about what's in this. The next number is 18. And uh, 18 is the number of ingredients in one recipe I found for homemade Worcestershire sauce. Uh, We don't know like the secret Lee and Perrins, which is the main brand recipe, but the spruceeats.com is a pretty popular food site. They have an 18 ingredient recipe for you to make this sauce at home. Uh, so I guess so you don't yeah. have to buy it. Uh, it's a lot what of labor. Some, what, what are some of the What are some of the ingredients? Yeah, I'm so curious. I think I'm just gonna do all of them fast. So 18 ingredients here. We have olive oil, sweet onions, tamarind paste, garlic, ginger, jalapenos, anchovies, tomato paste, cloves, black pepper, dark corn syrup, molasses, white vinegar, dark beer, orange juice, water, lemon, and lime. I see. I feel like the vinegar overpowers every single other ingredient in there. Because mm. <laughs> until it, you get to vinegar, I'm like, this should be pretty sweet. Like, this should be pretty dope sauce. And you get right. to vinegar, it's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. It, Let the air out of the tires. It seems like it was made by someone who just, like, opened their fridge and was like, what do I have? Right? Like, yeah. that's <laughs> the impression I get. It seems it, like somebody trying to mask the flavor of vinegar. Right. Or like the the other way is it feels it's such a unique thing that it feels like it should just exist on its own. Like it's something that we you like. Right. You, like, like it like should come drips. from the stump of a Worcestershire tree. Exactly. Or, or like you you like go to a crypt and it's like dripping off of the tombstones. Oh, yeah. and it, that's it's, it's just, definitely corpse juice. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's delicious. But yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's like, one or the like other. a text adventure. Like you approach the mouth of a cave, Worcestershire sauce drips from the top of it. What do you do? It's like, well, definitely not collect it. I run <laughs> into or away. Good thing uh, I brought, brought these mason jars. <laughs> I do my own canning. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and yeah, and then the rest of the recipe is pretty simple. You. In stages, heat and combine all of those things. Then you simmer it for about five hours, and then you strain out the sauce you get after that. So that's that's so much, so much work just to end up with Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, but now yeah. I want to do it. I want to make homemade Worcestershire. That my little but, bottle of it was like three dollars. Uh, it was uh, just yeah. go buy it, folks. Uh, that's that's way more than three dollars <laughs> of work you just described. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the journey. It's about anytime you start getting into like let it do anything for five hours. It's like I think I'll spend the three bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't. 
Because whatever I make is going to end up tasting like anyway. So I might as well get the. Oh, yeah. What a terrible feeling when your homemade Worcestershire sauce does not work. Yeah, because you'd never know. You'd never know. (laughs) (laughs) I just like the idea of feeding someone Worcestershire sauce and being like, you like it? I made it myself. Because that's like the weirdest (laughs) thing to have made yourself. You, you wrung it. You wrung this out of your clothing. Did you secrete this? Like, what do you mean you made it? <laughs> Nothing. It's just a natural response that my body has. <laughs> I'm like a Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah. You're like, do you want some more? I'll be right back. And they're like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. But you'll be right back. Like where you're going? <laughs> I feel like you were in the next room for 30 seconds. That doesn't seem like long enough <laughs> to, to prepare anything in a, in a healthy way that I should then eat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, next, uh, next number here, this is a little UK stuff. The number is two hours, eight minutes. And two hours, eight minutes is a time estimate I found for a train trip from London to Worcester. We're talking about Worcester, UK here, where it is. Google Maps says you can take the Great Western Railway from Paddington Station in London to the city of Worcester in two hours and eight minutes on a Monday. And in general, Worcester is in the West Midlands of England. That's northwest of London. It's near Birmingham. And then Worcestershire is a historic county that it's in. So that's where this place is. The map you're showing me, it's also about the same distance from Nottingham. Uh, which is that's That's pretty chill i want to go there i've been to i've been to england once and i think so i went up to morecambe england and i I don't know exactly where that is i know it's north but i took a bus trip the only reason i remember is because i went through northampton which is the town i was born in massachusetts which was kind of delightful and this just makes me want to go back so i can hit up worcester and northampton yeah, and uh, I don't know. That's uh, see all the Massachusetts sites, the the Bizarro versions. Yeah, if you grew up in Massachusetts, England must feel like reverse fan fiction or something. It's it like, was weird. Like... To s- yeah, <laughs> there was I mean, a there was a bunch of towns going through of like, yeah, that's know that place, know that place. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always wonder if there's like a a British me there, you know? Probably. <laughs> yeah, with a top hat and a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> But it is weird looking at this map because also Southampton, that's Massachusetts, Plymouth. I'm from Portsmouth. And there it is. Oh, yeah, right below yeah. Southampton. We really we were really uncreative about Like, like we, Leicester we, was also a place nearby yeah. me, and that's up there. Massachusetts, yeah. it's literally we either stole it from England or from Native Americans. It's one or the other. Like Well, it's not that it's, we stole it. It's the British people landing here. We're like, what's this place called? I don't know. Portsmouth? Why? Because that's where I'm from. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Il- Illinois is far enough west that the colonizers stole just other world city names. Like there's an yeah. Ottawa, Illinois, and there's a Paris, Illinois, and I think there's a Pekin, Illinois, which was based on Peking, like an old name for Beijing. Like they're just take they just took everything else they could think of. It's very silly. You start getting into that down yeah. south too. Oh really? Like I don't get it. Though. Vienna, Georgia, except they call, they pronounce, they say Vienna in Georgia. Huh. They say if Vienna. Like great. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> it's just weird to me is if I if everybody was looking at me like, so what do you call this place? I would just I would be like, oh, it's Dave Town, obviously like that. <laughs> I, I'm surprised the egos didn't get involved more and people just didn't like 
like it's so weird to name things after just like the place you are from and just like well here's another one i think it had to do with like charters and junk like i don't know yeah (laughs) Like I learned, I learned New York is named that because a big patron of the English takeover of the Dutch colony was James, the Duke of York. Like it's not related to it yeah. resembling York in England at all. It's like a reference to the noble title of a guy who was considered helpful. No, it's all silly. Yeah, yeah. The Worcestershire sauce isn't like better in Worcester, is it? It's not like it's not like certain like scotches and stuff that you get like made only in certain areas. Oh. There's not like something special, right? If I go to if I go to Worcester, England, are are they going to like blow me away with their Worcestershire sauce, you think? That's a very interesting question. The, the short version is that it's not more amazing, but it will be way different. Okay. Uh, last number brings us into the first takeaway. The last number is 1837. That is the year when chemists John Wheelie Lee and William Perrins began selling their Lee and Perrins Worcestershire sauce. And the and the BBC says the exact origin is a mystery, even though they have an official story. But the story brings us into takeaway number one. There is one main brand of Worcestershire sauce but it's made two totally different ways in the UK and the US. Oh. Like, same name, same brand, and this brand kind of invented it, but the version in the US is different from what the rest of the world consumes. Wait, the in the US is different? Yeah, yeah, there's a US one, and then there's basically two main factories, and the UK one covers the UK and all of the rest of the world, and then there's a US factory that covers just the US. And the U.S. consumes more Worcestershire sauce than the whole rest of the world combined. Wow. It's really surprising to me, especially having uh, first had it today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and now we're so I really want to see what the rest of the world is enjoying. What if it's way better? It might be. I'm literally like Googling it now <laughs> to see if I can have some shipped. Uh, oh. Because I just I want I want to know. And part of the that's like part of the good news is you'll be able to tell what kind it is. I, I sent you guys some pictures in advance, but we'll have them linked for people. The bottles are different. Is one of the differences. The UK one that's famous in the rest of the world. It's like an orange and black label, and it's just a label. The one in the US is a huge beige bag around the bottle. Yep. That is apparently because they wanted to like protect it when they started shipping it to the US when there was no US factory. And it has just stayed that way, even though there's a U.S. factory now. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's the bottle I'm familiar with, or most, when it, you know, seen it in the store and on the shelf, right. et cetera. Yeah, like a paper bag. Like it's like it's alcohol, kind of. Like, yeah, like, it's like a brown bag in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Can't let anybody know that I'm I'm back on the sauce, <laughs> literally. Worcestershire sauce, yeah. <laughs> How is, sorry, this is a deviation. We don't have brown sauce here, right? Yeah, we don't really. And we'll talk about that later. HP brown sauce okay. and the like this this is sort of a like a brown it's a brown colored sauce that has some similarities to brown sauce, but it's it's British people will be shouting at their phones if we start saying Worcestershire sauce is brown sauce because it's different for them. Yeah. Right. Do we have less sauces in the U.S.? And if so, that's a problem, right? We need to address right. that. We need to start making uh, some strategic maneuvers to grab vital 
sauce interests, secure <laughs> our sauce interests worldwide. Right. You think if any country would have sauce superiority, it would be the U.S. We we just right. we love our food, uh, but that that just surprises me that it feels like we have less sauces. Like they have all of our sauces, and then they have the extra stuff. We need to start annexing some sauces. Yeah. <laughs> or at least just get some brown sauce. That's what the annexation comes in, Dave. Right. What about like, like first we conquer the ranch that ranch dressing comes from, but then we're conquering yeah. countries, right? Like we're conquering France, we're conquering Russia. Uh, sure. Send yeah. the Marines into the Thousand Islands, you know. Exactly. <laughs> There's a thousand of them, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna need a lot of marines yeah uh, yeah we're gonna need a lot of marines we're gonna need a uh fighting force likes of which modern world has never seen yeah. <laughs> so i don't want to alarm anybody uh i was just googling brown sauce to see if i could have some there's a brand called daddy's brown sauce which is the worst sounding don't buy that one. yeah daddy's favorite brown sauce Mm-mm. that is the worst branding i've ever heard in my life that's just whiskey yeah, I, yeah. That, that's either a vile condiment or like the yeah. hottest liquor right now you know yeah. like <laughs> that's a child describing whiskey yeah. wow yeah <laughs> the brown makes dad yell sauce right everybody google daddy's brown daddy's sauce brown. i'm sure it'll be fine do not buy that dave yeah. buy that dave <laughs> Yeah, get get one with the Houses of Parliament on it if you can, like an HP yeah. brown sauce. Yeah. That would be better, I think. Uh, <laughs> if this house does Daddy's brown sauce have on it, <laughs> if not the Houses of Parliament, and this is the houses of my neighbors <laughs> on the cul-de-sac. Just people around. I took some yeah. pictures. Just yeah. people. I just houses in the neighborhood. Because yeah. the because also the the Worcestershire sauce official origin story here is that two guys made it and the limited amount of cooking sauces or reducing things down I've done really makes your entire space smell like what you're doing. So whoever this daddy is, I'm sure the whole neighborhood can smell what house it is. Boy, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they just assume it's a meth lab. Right? <laughs> And he's ashamed of the sauce. He's like, yes, a meth lab. Right. That is what I do. He walks in wearing the suit like Walter White. (laughs) Walter White, but brown sauce. (laughs) Breaking brown. Yeah. (laughs) Breaking brown. (laughs) We're on to something here. Gus is literally just uh, the manager of a chicken restaurant that wants the brown sauce for himself perfect still blows himself up the same way though yeah of course trying to make his own brown sauce (laughs) oh man amc if you're listening you know like let's do this hector digging the little bell for more sauce (laughs) i'm out of sauce i'm out of sauce uh Oh my God! Uh, well, <laughs> so what, we'll, are, what are we talking about? We will we will talk about HP Brown sauce in the next takeaway. But this one Worcestershire sauce, there's like an official origin story around one company. It's it's a little bit like how Kraft's Heinz, really just Heinz now made ketchup such a thing in the world. Lee and Perrins created the name Worcestershire sauce and the idea that 
um, the official origin story is that somebody else named Lord Sandus was a British noble, and he was the governor of Bengal, which is now a part of India and Bangladesh. Uh, he was the governor of that for the British East India Company doing colonial stuff in the 1800s. And then he ate delicious fish sauces there. And then he came back to England with a rough version of the recipe and said, hey, Lee and Perrins, like, make me this. I miss the sauce. And the first attempt apparently tasted bad. And then they just left it laying around for a few years and it fermented. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that's sauce," and tried it again and loved it. And that's the official origin story of Worcestershire sauce Some from the company. Bold adventurers, and yeah. I do not buy it. <laughs> that why, is... on, why on earth would you make a sauce, be like, ew, this tastes bad, forget about it for years, mm -hmm. and then come back and say, like, let me taste it again now that it's aged five years in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> this horrible sauce I didn't like. I mean, yeah. I, I think there, back in the day, I think a lot of food was invented out of boredom. Or desperation, right? It's it's like, mostly the second thing. Yeah, yeah. like I yeah. think about stuff like cheese, where it's like, why would you taste that? Desperation. Yeah. Lobsters, like, well, snails, yeah, rabbits, like, insects, anything they, fermented. It's all just like I gotta eat something. Right, and right. it's probably just like, look, if if this kills me, then that also solves the problem. So exactly. Like yeah. well, either way, it's bottoms up. Let's let's eat this. This this sauce that went bad and see if it's actually good. I like the stuff that's like more like a like a challenge, like pineapples or like yeah. um, <laughs> like uh, coconut. Like yeah, like anything like or mm. uh, man, I'm trying to think of like a spiked animal. People don't really eat urchin. Uh, no, kufu or fugu, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, but yeah. Where it's just like you look at something that is just covered in spikes. And you're like, I bet that's delicious. Why else would it? Yeah. Look like that. Why else would What's it be so it protected? Hiding? What's it hiding? Yeah, I want it. Maybe yeah. there's treasure inside. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, imagine discovering like a clam and then being like, mm -hmm. okay, I guess I need to cut open other animals. There might be treasure in other animals. Right. Yeah. You never know. Like, can I chowder a porcupine too? You know, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Seems hard. I bet you could. Yeah. <laughs> Seems hard, but so did the clam. Seemed like a literal rock. Yeah, and it had a little a little pearl inside. Who would have thought? Like it's right. It's like food and a treasure. Exactly. <laughs> Why are clams the only things that have little treasures? The first person that opened up a clam found clam food and a pearl. Yeah. <laughs> then you start like opening up squirrels and stuff, and you're like, ah, darn, nothing. It's, well, it's it must have it must have been like the person who discovered math. Like you're like the universe suddenly makes sense right. to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all like, these things have food and treasure in them. <laughs> but I gotta say, I'm like I would have joked that Worcestershire sure Worcestershire sauce was like yeah something that went bad. Like that's mm -hmm. that is what it. I don't know. I don't know how else you would discover it yeah. without like a mistake. Because it is, it's actual like fermentation is involved in making it for real. Like they have, they have, there's a great Discovery Channel video we'll link where you see like tubs of anchovies they have fermenting in the factory and so like it's, it's part of the actual process. But right. the people first making it according to this story, it's very amateur. It's English people guessing at, at Indian and Bangladeshi cuisine 
like after the fact, after a long sea voyage where you haven't had it for a while. <laughs> and checks out, yeah. So it's it's like whether or not this story is true, the tamarind paste in particular, people think that points to like a like an Indian cuisine origin of this idea. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. It was definitely a mistake. Like imagine calling this shot. Imagine being like, fellas, here's what I'm about to do. I'm going to mix all this together and going to let it go bad, and it's going to be delicious. I just (laughs) know it. I wonder if they were trying to recreate some kind of curry sauce or something. Yeah. Yeah, like, it it could be a curry thing, and then main, main ingredients here, vinegar, obviously, and then tamarind paste, molasses, garlic, onions, and anchovies. Almost all Worcestershire sauces, unless they're going way out of their way to be vegetarian or vegan, have anchovies in them. Uh, and so this also reminds me and other people of fish sauce. Like if you get Red Boat brand fish sauce, that's an East Asian sauce that's just salt and anchovies. And it's this like kind of tang. But mm. but again, it's a, the Worcestershire sauce. It's more parts than that and a little different. Yeah, they do have like vegan available online and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You'd, you'd know being vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. There's options. Yeah, yeah. There's options out there. I also don't care that much. Uh like as a vegetarian, like I'm a vegetarian, but every now and then someone's like, I think there might be meat in that gravy. And it's like, well, I'm already eating it. So, yeah, you know, we'll see <laughs> yeah. what, what happens to my stomach. You're, you're not the type of person that like doesn't eat Caesar dressing. Well, uh, yes. Yes and no. It's I also got Caesars in it. Yeah. You shouldn't eat that. Yeah, it's filled with Caesars. <laughs> it's got tiny, tiny rulers in it. <laughs> they grind them up. Yeah. And not just Roman Caesars. There's also like... <laughs> Yeah, Caesar Romano. Yeah, just people named Caesar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, also with this uh, sauce origin story, it might be false. Like I couldn't really find sources outside of this company to back it up. Uh, and then Mental Floss cites writer Brian Keogh, who wrote a book called "The Secret Sauce: A History of Lee and Perrins," and he says that the Sandus noble line left Worcester 38 years before the story would have happened, and also that none of them went to India or were governor of Bengal. I also can't find people backing him up, so it might be true, might not be true, but either way, two chemists in Worcester start making a like India and East Asia influence sauce in the 1830s. It's really funny to me that it's chemists, yeah, and not you know, like a chef chemists yeah, yeah no. but again what were you trying to it? make yeah they're trying to make like fuel i was about to say they were right. trying to make like an accelerant and they made yeah. worcestershire sauce <laughs> and they're like well this is fine too i guess yeah i guess we can eat this yeah yeah, yeah like it, it yeah. that is totally plausible like especially inventing this elaborate exotic story of a lord visiting india like it would make sense if it was covering up we tried to make motor oil and are not good yeah. at yeah. it uh, <laughs> it's like that would make sense like oppenheimer inventing yeah. a new water heater or something like all right i was trying to make a nuke but i mean this is fine too i guess we're just, we're just trying to see if you can make fuel out of food and no you can't <laughs> you really can't yeah well, and then uh, and then the recipe, at some point, they decided to make it very differently in the U.S., probably for U.S. palates. One big difference is the vinegar, U.K. versus U.S. U.K. version and then the rest of the world, it's made with malt vinegar. U.S. is made with distilled white vinegar. And so there's a taste difference, and that also means one of them's gluten-free. Distilled white vinegar, mm. U.S. version, is gluten-free. 
but malt vinegar has gluten in it. And so sometimes the U.S. version will like proudly say gluten free because that's just how it works the way we do it. Right. Right. It's yeah. You might as well throw gluten free on there. It, yep. I mean, it never yeah. wasn't that, but it's like, yeah, but ours says it. <laughs> get a little get a little bit of that extra extra juice on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that vaguely that reads as sense. good, even though it's just a difference yeah. for some people's diet. So it's like, oh, well, how how uh, how conscious of of uh, Worcestershire sauce? Like, well, yeah, no, to go just... out of their way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it, it would be like it would be like it calling itself dolphin safe. Right. <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Although I I wouldn't be like going through the ingredients, I wouldn't have been surprised if it was like now dolphin safe. Now it dolphin was like, right. wait, what? <laughs> like if someone told me, oh yeah, there's totally dolphins in this sauce, I'd be like, yeah, I can. I guess I can taste the dolphin a little. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like like they're like it's okay. Like, we knew we needed anchovies. We were really confused about what an anchovy is. So early yeah. on, we were catching what we thought yeah. were huge anchovies uh, that know how to do tricks. <laughs> Turns out dolphins. Sorry. Uh, sorry about that. We get like four bottles out of this dolphin. <laughs> think it's an anchovy. And this must be like the queen anchovy. <laughs> and then we, we already talked about the packaging, but different vinegar in the U.S. And then also... Maybe the biggest difference is the ratios of some ingredients. The spruce eats says U.S. Worcestershire sauce. The U.S. version has three times as much sugar and three times as much sodium as the U.K. Uh version. (laughs) So ours is like leaded. Ours is like a party. It's pretty cool. Uh, That checks out. That feels like obligatory. Ours is is thickening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, it, it feels like... They brought it to the U.S. and they're like, well, you know the rules. Like, you got to add all the sugar in. It's like, but it doesn't change the taste at all. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. required. It's like some trade <laughs> agreement yeah, that every, every U.S. food item has to be altered so that it slows your heart rate down. Right. It's right there written on the Statue of Liberty. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> in like little lettering under the other stuff. <laughs> it's just a little engraving of Homer Simpson making Bart butter his bacon. Like, yeah. just come on. You know. by heart. <laughs> But and again, this is this is one very dominant company of this one food with this one name. Uh, Discovery Channel says Leon Perrins produces 26 million bottles a year in the UK that also get shipped all over the world. But then they produce 27 million bottles a year in New Jersey just for the US. That is so crazy. I would never have guessed that. Yeah, like the U.S. loves it, and also there are like just these two entire different versions of one incredibly specific sauce from one company, right. and that's that's the whole topic we're talking about. That's it. It's so weird because it's not like it's not like a ubiquitous condiment in the United States. At least it doesn't seem like it. Because when you yeah. go to a restaurant, it's ketchup, ketchup and mustard on the table. Right. It's never Worcestershire sauce on the table. Right. Yeah, and if it's a meat place, then it's steak sauce. It's steak sauce, sauce. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like specifically. You have to ask for Worcestershire and they bring you a bottle out of the back or something. Yeah, if they have it. If they've got it, yeah. Yeah. No, you got to bring your own. Yeah, you've got a little holster for it, you know, Mm -hmm. right next to your your cell phone. (laughs) And so it's all made in New Jersey and not... Clipped to your belt. (laughs) It's not made in Worcester, Massachusetts? That wouldn't be appropriate, yeah. 
it is that would be appropriate it is like, like one real part of the origin story of this is it is from worcester england like that that is it's not like they just slapped that name on it because it's sexy branding but it's actually from london or something like they, they did start right. it there that's for real yeah what why is it Worcestershire? Is that just because it's British and much like us adding sugar, they're like, Well, you gotta add a shire on there. Where it's it's England. <laughs> Man, weren't you listening to the of... podcast you're on? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Alex Wait, explained what... that. It's the name of what... the county that it's in. Oh, I missed that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it, and it's sort of like a Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Like it like it's the the county and the city kinda have the same name, but yeah, sure is is old timey county in England, yeah. It's it's uh, sort of like Hampshire. Hampshire is a county. Oh, okay. And then we so, have New Hampshire next to where you grew up. Right, 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 right. Um thanks everybody. But it, they could have just called it Worcester sauce. I guess Worcestershire sauce felt correct. Because it's it's from both the town of Worcester and the place Worcestershire. Yeah. I've never said that word this much ever. It's really they wanted, to, they wanted to get that extra syllable in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then they knew it was going to confuse the hell out of everybody, so people are calling it Worcestershire. I was and afraid like, oh, of that. Man. Like, yeah, that's that's a word that like strikes fear into a kid's heart. You see that word, you're like, I am that that might as well be French. Yeah, I'm not ever going to attempt saying whatever that is. See, I had a I had an advantage. Yeah. Yeah, even growing up saying Worcester all the time, you add a sure on that, and it screws me all sorts of up. <laughs> like, just that alone, it, like, I'm having trouble saying it. And it's, it's like, that's weird yeah. that it's Worcestershire. Like, you, you just, it's unnatural. Yeah, whole There's, thing. It's like the opposite of the noises we make. In our, it's like a dog trying to talk. Like, it's like, it's not a sound <laughs> we're used to mm-hmm. making. Yeah, and and with, like alienating experiences like like everyone listening to this podcast half or more of them are thinking of one sauce experience with this topic and the other group are thinking of the other sauce experience like i i didn't know it mm-hmm. was divided like this until researching it's so weird yeah to me i'm gonna, I'm gonna need to get the other sauce and see what i like better yeah orange and black label the the bread kind yeah and as i understand it's it, the canadian be, kind yeah. and like just outside the u.s so we're like, like, we're like weirdly insular. We're like, we're like the North Korea of food. We're like, <laughs> like we're being told uh, this thing. USA. Yeah. Are, I, was about to say, I was about to say, Dave, are we weirdly insular or are we insular by like design, design. that yes. the rest of the world makes fun of us about constantly? For? Right. Yes, this is true. I do love that the rest of the world is just lapping up a completely different version of Worcestershire sauce. And I can't help but to think it's the better version, right? It has to be. Yeah. Because when I tried it, it felt like a relatively thin sauce to me. Like, it's flavorful, but there's not that much body to it. And so if the other kind has way less sugar, way less sodium, different. But, like, I wonder if it, maybe malt vinegar is thicker. I don't know. Like, it would feel very insubstantial to me without all that. I don't think it's going to be that much thicker, to be honest, but I do like thickening it. Mm. Like, there are recipes where you get to thicken it, and it does make it more delicious uh, often. Because, yeah, it feels like something that would be like a thick dip that you'd put like a chicken wing in or something. Yeah. Uh, But it's a drizzle. Like, it's all fluidy. And I don't know when to use it. Like you saying sausages, I'm like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to get some veggie sausages now. And I'm just going to drizzle it like... 
it, it's more of like it's always just been sitting there and i'm like i, I use it as a re- in recipes but like on its own i just don't like what do i do put it on a sandwich what do i do with you you know it, it, it drives me nuts so now now i have a little more and i like i don't eat meat so like it makes sense why and now it makes so much more sense yeah so thank you and uh, especially in the bonus, we'll talk about another surprising use of it. All right. Off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like... Like, really quiet and try and creep them out. <laughs> it's just really boring. Because of Jordan, right? Not me. Because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown ups. But speaking of like thin versus thick brown sauces, we can get into the other main takeaway for the main episode. Takeaway number two. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce is just one player in a battle of brown-colored British sauces that reaches all the way up to Parliament. Yeah. There's a few different stories. I I knew this thing went deep. I knew it did. All the way to the top. Yeah, in in Britain, and the first story is HP brown sauce that we were talking about before, but there's an entire... condiment category kind of created by this one brand of a much thicker brown sauce condiment every time you say hp brown sauce i'm picturing like weird fiction starring brown condiments <laughs> i was gonna say it sounds like a monty python character or something yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's, it's the, the lovecraft of condiments hp brown sauce <laughs> <laughs> He's just on a throne with a little plate of food. Like, mm, yeah. yeah. He being Fulu. How do you say it? That's who I was thinking of. The tentacle monster Cthulhu. on the throne. Yeah, you know. Cthulhu. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. Ooh, I would eat Cthulhu with some brown sauce. <laughs> His little face, perfect for Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Seafood, yeah. Sure. It's got it's got that fish, that fish connection. <laughs> they share they share fish lineage. Yeah. Cthulhu and Worcestershire Cthulhu. sauce. Both Worcestershire weird sauce. words to say. Yeah. Both words that look like the black speech of Mordor. Yeah. Someone <laughs> should make a brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Lee and Cthulhu, like they team up. As... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now that I think of it, Worcestershire sauce tastes Lovecraftian. 
Like yeah. that, it does. <laughs> it tastes like otherworldly. It's like you're soaked in that when you step through a portal into the dimension. Yeah, exactly. It's drenched in Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tangy. Like that's your last words <laughs> that's ever heard on this plane. <laughs> and yeah, and these these other sauces we'll talk about they are distinct from Worcestershire sauce, but HP Brown sauce. Often just called brown sauce. <laughs> it's a funny name. And if listeners have eaten in the UK, they've probably experienced it. It's often on just tables there. And according to Mental Floss, it was first sold in the 1890s by Nottingham grocer Frederick Gibson Garton. So near Worcester, Nottingham. Yeah. Uh, and he named it HP because that stands for the Houses of Parliament. Because he heard that somebody running a restaurant inside of the British Parliament was a huge fan of the sauce and giving it to everybody. This is... And so that's that's where the name comes from. When I first saw it, I just thought it was like it had Parliament on it because it's British. But it's a specific right. like yeah. branding thing that Parliament I was going to say, like, that whole story was just a litany of British things. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's very British. What's what's British about me... Frederick Gibson Garton of Nottingham? Fredding, I don't hear it. <laughs> Frederick Gibson Garton of Nottingham putting an HP at the beginning of his sauce because it's the Houses of Parliament. Why not? Yeah, it's yeah. a little much. And then giving a sauce a man's name. HP <laughs> Brown sauce at your service. <laughs> the adventures of HP Brown sauce. <laughs> Oh yeah, I will say the yeah. the brown sauce brown itself is very lazy though. It's as lazy as us naming our New England cities. Like it, it it's like they just are like this is the brown sauce, and it's like there are so many other brown sauces, but okay, yeah, this is this is the official flavor of brown. Same same people that named the orange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was down to orange or tart ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tartball actually. It's fun. Tartball, yeah. Uh, Tartball. Very close. It was very close. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, and I I feel like there's sort of a barrier to entry for eating brown sauce because you don't know what it tastes like from the name. Uh but the ingredients include molasses and tamarind and malt vinegar. So it's sort of like Worcestershire sauce. And and Worcestershire sauce is similar in that its name is indecipherable. Like it's yeah. no indication of what it is or what its intended use is. Yeah, it could be literally anything. <laughs> yeah, and it it's partly named this because it's just so ubiquitous in the UK. It kind of created its own field, and the Guardian says as of 2010, the HP brand held a 71 percent market share in the UK for brown sauce a thing they kind of invented as a thing <laughs> and so then you have all these other different brown colored sauces including stuff like worcestershire sauce that was invented before it that are different but competing you know they're all trying to be the tangy vinegary sauce of mm. british food yeah i mean there could be only one right yeah stiff competition yeah. as they say yeah and one uh one quick story here is i learned that one of these former brown sauces in the UK was A1. Oh. It turns out Mash.com, even though I think it's a U.S. steak sauce, Mash.com says A1 was invented in Britain by one of the managers of an international exhibition at Hyde Park in London in 1862. But by the 1970s, it had just been outcompeted by other various types of brown sauce, including HP brown sauce. 
And so except for a few Tesco grocery stores, you can't really find it in the UK anymore. But like every American dad is excited to have it as steakhouses. Like it's it's pretty common yeah. here for that purpose. It's uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but it's when steak is done. So right, that's true. That's how you know. So you reach for the A one. Yeah. So A one and brown sauce very similar. Yeah, I think A one's like runnier, but it's there's yeah. this like brown sauce is definitely thicker. I feel like fans of each of these sauces would be upset if i said they're all the same it's just that they're like kind of in different a1's pretty similar to worcestershire sauce to me like they're it's a runny meat sauce that's brown mm-hmm. and there are other brownish sauces you could use instead this this is all mm-hmm. vaguely one family of things right it's like different gradients of the I need same to, yeah, yeah i need to sauce. mix them all together and make the ultimate you do sauce. need to do that yeah right now while i watch I mean, I need to get like a them soda first. Machine. I don't have any A1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I drink a tall glass mm-hmm. That's of the ultimate a, sauce. A double gulp of ultimate sauce. Yeah. Oh, I want it so bad now. <laughs> it's like, it says gulp on the on the cup, but it's like a really wiggly, unnerving gulp. Like, ooh, gulp. <laughs> like, like the I'm afraid gulp meaning. Right, right. Uh, a gulp of, an apprehensive gulp. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go. (laughs) Your kidneys just immediately shut down the second it it hits your lips. (laughs) Your entire system is just like, uh uh. Nope. (laughs) That is coming back up. (laughs) And the the last, last story for this takeaway this is another brown colored sauce that also involves the British Parliament. But (laughs) this is a sauce called Henderson's Relish. Had either of you heard of this sauce? I had not. No. No. Uh, And Americans, if you're thinking of like green hot dog relish, it is not that. Alan Newman covered this for Gastro Obscura. Henderson's relish is a different sauce from the town of Sheffield, England. They started making it in 1885. The ingredients include tamarind and garlic and vinegar. The bottle has an orange and black label, very similar to UK Lee and Perrin's labels. Like... In a lot of ways, this is very similar to Worcestershire sauce, but people in Sheffield will get really mad at you if you say that, apparently. They have like an intense local pride in their different vinegary brown-colored sauce called Henderson's Relish. Hmm. That is... I mean, I'm going to have this as well now. I want to try it. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious. Yeah, I want to try it. And they're... It's... You know, uh... It's the sort of thing, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if I'll be able to tell the difference of these, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. how could you possibly? But maybe they are. Maybe they're noticeably different. I want to give people the benefit of the doubt where they're like, no, it's not the same. But it, it, it really, it all just, yeah. It all really seems like the same. The same <laughs> labeling, too. Like, it's, yeah. It feels the same. It's even a man's name. Yeah. Henderson. All the labeling, by the way, because it's, orange and black the labeling on all of these but it should be noted that they also look about a hundred years old like the labels look like (laughs) something you'd find in your grandfather's attic Uh, yeah that's yeah yeah. that's about right they definitely have not changed their labels in two centuries yeah (laughs) yeah yeah why would they they put in the orders and they're like man we ordered a lot of labels stick with what works yeah yeah they're still working through their original (laughs) stock yeah i like that idea too (laughs) 
I mean, it took off, but we thought it was a because it like they're still make it still like did it's it's a very successful sauce. It's I don't know, but they, yeah, but they ordered way too much. It's it's really popular, but yeah, <laughs> no, nah, it's gonna be like a car. Everyone's gonna have one. What's a car? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but everyone's gonna have it. Every, yeah. People are what gonna go through one a day, one a day, right? Like yeah. in the future, this will replace oxygen. So we need a lot of labels. Yeah. We need to start, uh, need to start teaching ourselves <laughs> to aspirate this now. So, so that's why we're selling so many bottles. We're gonna move so much inventory. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I need. Yeah. Sorry, now I need to know how the word relish gets involved because no relish, idea. of course, means to like enjoy. Um, it, it, yeah. but we have now have two different relishes and like it, I thought <laughs> I knew what that word meant in terms of food, but now I'm wondering like, is there like an official desk, like definition or is it like, did we have the word relish? Like I enjoyed it. Someone made relish and they're like, you know what? I'm going to call it relish because everybody will love it. Right. It, yeah. It's like a celebration in the mouth. Yeah, I, I couldn't. Which I do not think relish is, but because I I couldn't like find an explanation, and my guess is it's just a 1880s version of what the word relish means, and like that was also applied to the garden stuff people put on Chicago hot dogs. You know, yeah, I, that's the I best guess. I can figure. Yeah, because it's very it's very different from what Americans think of as relish, and maybe the rest yeah. of the yeah. UK. This seems like a really Sheffield thing. Shout out Sheffield in South Yorkshire. Sheffield, <laughs> and then the Parliament well, part Sheffy of this, said. <laughs> uh, and then this went up to Parliament in modern times because again, this is sort of like Worcestershire sauce, but they feel dwarfed by it. Apparently, like the locals think it's always being mistaken for it and compared to it unfavorably. <laughs> then there was a 2014 incident that the British Parliament. Had and then the papers in Britain nicknamed it Hendogate because the nickname for the sauce is Hendos. So Hendogate. Okay. There was a debate in Parliament over a bill concerning intellectual property law, and an MP for the London borough of Lewisham named Jim Dowd told a story in the debate about it. He said he went to his pub, asked for Worcestershire sauce, and was shocked to receive a different black and orange labeled bottle of brown sauce. He said, quote, it was something from Sheffield from someone called Henderson's, whoever they are, end quote. Amazing. And went on to describe it as like, he doesn't know for sure, but it seems like these guys ripped off Lee and Perrins and we need better IP laws to prevent that kind of thing. (laughs) And Sheffield freaked out. (laughs) Oh, wow. So this guy was at a pub. They they served him this. He was like, what? What is this? What the heck is this? He got he got probably very belligerent, uh, and then he was like, "You know what? Taking this all the way to the top. Like, you know, do you know who I am? You don't know who I am. I'm making this a whole thing. Yeah, is- like that's what it feels like, right? Is just like one pub really messed up uh, in explaining it to this guy. That is brand confusion in action. In yeah, his, in, in yeah. his defense, it is someone mistaking a product for another product because their labels are identical. <laughs> right. And in this case, yeah. it's like, what is he mad about? Because in this case, it sounds like, for, forgive me. It sounds like he ruined um, his meal. That's what he's mad about. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like they're close to the same. They're not the same. Yeah. Apparently, the main flavor difference is cloves are in Henderson's relish. 
That's, and that's apparently how you can tell. But but okay. they are otherwise pretty similar. And I assume you could just plow through. But he had just never had it, never heard of it, didn't want to, like, try it on his food. He just wanted the thing he wanted. Right. Which I understand. Like, at a restaurant, like, you know, like, as a vegetarian, when I ask for a veggie burger, there's no guarantee that I'm going to get anything. I might get a black bean burger. I might get one of those ghastly things where they pack it full of, like, carrots and vegetables. (laughs) Or you might get, like, an impossible burger. Like, I get it. Which is, like, when you ask for, like, you shouldn't have to have that with sauce, too. Where it's, like, if you ask for ketchup. And they give you something that isn't ketchup. It's like, well, this is weird, right? Like, I wanted ketchup. And they're like, well, this is the same. I mean, we call it something entirely different and it has a different label, but it's ketchup. And it's like, but it's not. It's literally not. So I can see I can see the problem, I guess. Yeah, wow. Now that you say that, I'm thinking about how some people react to Hunt's brand ketchup. Right. It's fully tomato ketchup, but they're like, it's not Heinz. What's right. wrong? What's going on here? Right. It's fine. With it's this, still ketchup. Yeah, with this, it's weird because it's like, can I get some Worcestershire sauce? And they're like, here you go. Relish. And it's like, okay, <laughs> it, does it taste like Worcestershire sauce? And they're like, a little. Kind of. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so could I get the Worcestershire sauce, please? And they're like, yeah, here it is. The relish. And it's like, <laughs> have I lost my mind? Like, I can see why that's confusing. Right. I can see why he didn't try it. And then after he told this story, basically every member of parliament from Sheffield made hay out of it and made a whole thing out of it (laughs) to, like, make their constituents happy. And also at the time, one of the MPs from Sheffield was a guy named Nick Clegg, who was the leader of the Liberal Democrat Party and the deputy prime minister of the whole United Kingdom. And so he wrote like a national open letter demanding respect for Henderson's relish. And Mm -hmm. this London MP had to apologize. And then he also accepted an offer from a Sheffield MP to like have a meal with the guy and try it with Henderson's and give it a shot. So Hendo Gate was resolved. Here's the I mean, I know the real reason behind all this, right, is like this seems silly. But remember when that senator ate a burger on TV in the U.S.? (laughs) Because of there was like a the thing of like they're not going to take away our burgers. Yeah. Where people suggested like maybe eat less meat. That guy he was representing an area that their main their economy was around meat. So it's like that. I get it. Where it's like who else is going to do this? Like it's embarrassing. It's still but incredibly it's like, silly. Yeah. It is, yeah. but it's like someone has to represent these people. That's their job. So this this guy has to go on TV like a like a jerk and eat a burger like yeah burgers and it's like i don't know that i guess that's technically his job and it's the same with this is like yeah. yeah the people representing this relish it's like look they that's a whole economy there like i'm uh, i can't yeah. sit here and listen to you bash our precious relish so <laughs> yeah we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a few words about this yeah that's exactly yeah, right that's, it's it's my job. It's li- it's literally my job to represent this area. <laughs> it is, yeah, American politics has so many equivalents of this for sure. Yeah, where every single yeah, we regional a, thing will do this. We have, of course. Yeah, we have a lot more insidious versions of this too. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. This is their drilling for oil. Yeah, pretty much. And I and I love that. Like 
we have been talking about how Worcestershire sauce feels so niche and feels so specific and kind of lower profile, lower tier among the sauces. And then there's one below it that like <laughs> it feels like it's this Goliath that's oppressing it. You know, I, I love that there's all right. these tiers to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. It, it. Well, it's like it's like the record store guy. Like, oh, you think that's an indie band? Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You think? Oh, you think that sauce? That, Real sauce. He pulls niche a sauce. Yeah, bottle of Henderson's relish sauce. from behind the re- uh, <laughs> counter. Yeah, this is this is the real stuff. This is six inch demo sauce. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. During this podcast, I quickly ordered some of this Henderson relish. Really? Because it's just like, yeah, I'm, I want to try it. Awesome. I want to drink it. I want to. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Ask you how it is, and I'll post on social what you said. This is very exciting. Okay, I mean, it's, I'm guessing I'll just be like, yeah, it's like Worcestershire sauce, and I'm I'm gonna piss off a region of yeah. England. But it's just like I don't know. I'm probably my palate isn't sophisticated enough to tell the difference. So, I mean, we'll see. Maybe it'll change my life. Maybe you'll never hear from me again. Yeah, yeah. it's like it poison just out of existence. Out. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> It transports you to the H.P. Brown sauce universe. (laughs) Folks, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman for inventing TV shows with me, bringing 13 Colonies wisdom into this. Just so many great ways these guys are great guests. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com, patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus topic is the popularity of Worcestershire sauce as a cooking tool for eating cicadas. Visit sifpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of more than seven dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring Worcestershire sauce with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. Takeaway number one, there's one main brand of Worcestershire sauce, and it's made two totally different ways in the UK and the US. Takeaway number two, Worcestershire sauce is just one player in a battle of brown-colored British sauces that reaches all the way up to Parliament. Plus tons of numbers, stats, and other stories, everything from pronunciation and geography to A1 and Hendo's. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman are the two heads of a fantastic podcast network and streaming channel. It's called Gamefully Unemployed. It's one of my favorite internet things. You can also find Tom Ryman's excellent videos at the Weird History YouTube channel from Ranker. Also writing over at 1900 Hot Dog, David Bell is the head writer of the YouTube news and comedy show Some More News, also has wonderful film scripts. Many, many links await you about these two great guys. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. 
citing an amazing video from the Discovery Channel all about Worcestershire sauce production, citing the BBC and Mental Floss and a few other sources for, you know, the past and present of this sauce. Also, Bon Appetit, Mash.com, The Spruce Eats, and other culinary sites. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken, Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.